1: Before you go ahead and press play on this podcast, well, you've already pressed play, but before you continue listening to this podcast, we just want you to know that this week is smut. We've written erotica. It's pretty sexy stuff. And if that makes you uncomfortable, um, or if you are in a public place, or if you're my mom or my dad, this might be when you want to sit out. But if you don't, we promise you a good time. Buffy and Frodo were in the Hogwarts library late into the night, prepping for the final trek into Mordor.
2: Liz, I have to stop you. Why? Because this already sounds like the greatest story of all time.
0: World Stealer!
1: Guys, oh, this is world, world stealers. It's Liz and Kate, your cult leaders. Hi, welcome to the story cult. Welcome to the cult of stories.
2: We take stories, uh huh, we spin them around, we you. tell them to you,
1: and then we're like, Here, have cool Aid, you look thirsty. Oh, no. No, we
0: won't kill you. (laughs) Just kidding. We just want to tell you stories. (laughs) We just want to tell you stories.
1: We want to kill your
2: sadness with our stories.
1: Yes, and we're very good at it. Yeah.
2: Liz, Kate, we're going to be finished with season
1: two after this. This is it. For the last two weeks, we've been the very best like no one ever was. Mm Mm-hmm. And now we're going to ride that wave right into the last two episodes of season two. Yeah.
2: I'm sad. I know there's going to be a season three. Yeah. So I'm not
1: that sad. Right. Unless one of us dies, which it's possible. It's possible. Listen, anything can happen to anyone at any time. And all you can do along the way is make (laughs) sure you record as many episodes of World (laughs) (laughs) Stealers as possible before you die. Yeah. yeah. Uh, It's like, uh,
2: you know, when they found all of Jane Austen's diaries and just started publishing books off. I don't know if that really happened,
1: but uh, you know, you get the idea. Who was the poet? Uh, Emily Dickinson. Right. Exactly. They're just like, look at these scraps of papers. This crazy lady. Oh my God. It's beautiful. It's poetry. beautiful. poetry. And she obviously never wanted it published. Let's make money.
2: They're going to mine my computer and find all of our, find this episode. Yeah.
1: They're going to find all of the files that we recorded that We're never able to find again. Yeah. They're going to find, somebody's going to find those games. It's going to be, it's you. not going to be us.
2: No, <laughs> because we can't find them. Um, but those will become radio gold. It'll be legendary.
1: Wow. We are going to live on forever mm mm-hmm. within the ears of the tiny army. Yeah. yeah, and the hearts and the minds. Also that, yeah, and the souls
2: of their feet and their insides. <laughs> <laughs> so, Liz, um, why don't you, because last time you picked uh, what ended up being our category song fic, why don't you tell us what our final fan fiction genre is for this week? And boy, are we going out with a,
1: pardon my pun, Bang. <laughs> uh, wait, so am I telling... I'm telling the fandom? Yeah. Okay. No, the... Um, the genre. The genre. Oh, the genre. No, you pick
2: the genre. I picked th- the
1: genre last time. I'll pick the... Please well, tell us. There's no picking. There's only one left. Guys, we're doing Sabrina the Teenage Witch oh. and or the Chilling Tales... Chilling Adventures. Of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. The Dark witch. Adve- the chilling chilling A- the Adventures... The Chilling Adventures. Of of the, Sabrina? adventures? Sabrina? The, the new one, guys. The new one.
2: You know what it is. It's on Netflix. Chill out. Yeah,
1: everybody relax. The feminist the, one. The girl with the eyebrows from uh Mad Mad Men. Mad Men. Yeah. We all know. And... One of her aunts, I don't know if you recognize this, the British one, Dawn from the British office, the original Pam. I didn't recognize that. Yeah. The, w- the one woman in it, the, the, she's a funny
2: British lady from a movie that I can't remember now. She's also in Wonder Woman. Same one. Oh, yes. Yeah. That woman. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: Okay, cool. She's great. Yeah. I like her. All right. Well, Kate, now that we know who we're doing.
2: <laughs> Will you tell us I see, what we're doing? I see what you did there.
1: <laughs> oof, oof, oof. We
2: mm, 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 are doing mm, 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 some
1: smut. Out, go wow, Like it, like it, that, that. So, guys, we want to lay some ground rules for smut. Yeah, we didn't. We never expected that it would come with Sabrina. No, because she is a teenage witch. Teenage witch, guys. Not adult. She's like turning sweet 16. Yeah. In the show. So we want you to know that we're not going to do any underage sex. No. That's not our thing. No. We don't like it. No.
2: Maybe suggest that it happens because I think it does in real life. Oh, it absolutely does. there'll be
1: no descriptions. Yeah, listen, we know what kids are up to. Yeah. Wasn't something I personally was up to when I was in high school. I was. I have experience. Kate knows. I know all about it. You can ask. I will hey, not I will. tell you. No, that'd be weird. It wasn't good. No, I can't <laughs> imagine it was. It was awful. That's sad. Guys, so we we get it. But we're not gonna write about it. No. Cause it's we're we're grown ladies. hmm So we're gonna grow write about probably grown women. Grown women. Yeah. So there's two ways we could do this. We could do what you did with Harry Potter, Kate, when you wrote kind of an erotic tale, which is that you aged all the characters up. Right, right. Also an option. Or, you know, we got adult characters in those shows. We do. We've got the two ones, Zelda and Hilda? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hilda and Zelda. You have the teacher. Yeah. There's really a resurrected dead woman. True. And mm-hmm. who's to
2: say that she can't get it? You've got the parents of Sabrina. I mean, I they were dead. Right, but
1: I mean, you could go back in oh, time true. and tell Yeah, that. listen, we're not not time lords here. Yeah,
2: you've got the witch council made up of a lot of dudes. Maybe it's time for some
1: some homoeroticism yeah. in our smut. You know what? You also have Salem, who is the cat manifestation of a demon, apparently. I don't know if that's true on the original show. On the he, original show, he's a puppet.
2: In the comic books, he is the spirit of a witch who was prosec- was prosecuted in Salem, Massachusetts in the 1600s, 1700s. However math works there. All
1: I'm saying is I feel like Salem can can get it. Yeah. Oh, Salem?
2: Yes. It's hot in his previous life before becoming a cat. And You know what? Hot as a cat. I don't know. But maybe, yeah, maybe he meets another familiar cat and they're both hundreds of years old fully consensual so consensual except from what i remember about cat biology the sex is not pleasant
1: well maybe if you're you could make it pleasant if you have the know-how of a prosecuted witch trapped inside a cat
2: oh perhaps you have more tricks
1: a lot of tricks up your sleeve a lot of tricks a lot of treats it is (laughs) a witch show so we're just saying (laughs) it's not gonna be sabrina and harvey guys no that's gross that's not it's gross and it's easy and have we ever done easy no no have we ever done cheap no 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 cheap no tawdry no no easy so we're gonna find something so 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 sexy that you haven't even thought of it's gonna be amazing yeah
2: I can't think of what it'll be right now but I I'm happy with the ground rules that have been laid down I like it
1: yeah I feel like for both of us, for uh-huh. me at least, I haven't watched the like Melissa Joan Hart show mm-hmm. since I was age appropriate to watch that show. Yeah, that's, it is
2: all on Hulu. It, it is all on Hulu. Ooh, that is an option to dip into. I
1: also have only watched one episode of the new series. So I feel yeah. like I need to do a little more work on this before I can like premise you guys. Mm, I think there's also a grandmother involved in all of these really? shows. Really? Yeah, and she's very okay. fun.
2: Oh, you know. I don't know. It's going to be, we're going to have to go in and do research on this one.
1: So I I feel like now I'm thinking in the original show, I feel like Salem was a cat as like a punishment. Yes. In this show too. And in the comic book. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Cool. 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 I
2: want to know more about that. He did something that I think upset, like the magic council, which is like the
1: ruling body of what like Satanist witches do. Which I feel like in the original show was accessed through a linen closet in the Spellman's upstairs. I don't.
0: Oh, yeah,
1: that's r- oh, I, you know, what? I want to go back and watch that just I to get those too. TGIF feels. Oh, so good. Ugh. That cat was a great puppet.
2: I also feel like in that show, Melissa Joan Hart was over 18, so it won't feel as gross to think about the sexual situations yeah. of the cast.
1: I think the gal who plays Sabrina in this show oh. may also be over 18 or at least 18, but she does not look it. No, she doesn't. She looks very young, but I think she is because she's naked in the show oh, at one point. True. So I think in like the first episode. Yeah. I hope she is over eighteen. Me too. Oh, no, girl, where your consent forms at? Well, it's so appropriate
2: that you and I, of all the people in, all in the, the, world, the fan fiction universe, mm, that we would have to, we would be tasked by the universe to write smut about witches think about it it really hits our core it does we have always talked about what what women are missing from lord of the rings Mm -hmm. we have gone through the problematic areas of harry potter and star wars and star wars we are always touching upon you know these the the presentation of women and, and their sexuality and their objectification in these fandoms and now here we are at the end
1: yeah, Here we are with some witches. Here we go. And you know what? We get to write beautiful, female driven erotica. Yeah. For Tiny Army to enjoy. I, mean, I don't know how gross I'm going to get, you guys. I'm probably not going to get that gross because, to be honest, it makes me uncomfortable. I know, I know. I'll I'll be, just this is, you know This is a big challenge for me. I'll be funny about it. I'm not going to try and get anything going. Oh, no, listen. If you want to get, you get as weird as you want. I don't mind. Oh, I, just, I have permission. <laughs> No, I'm just get, get in there. <laughs> okay. I just want to, for me to do it myself. Oh, no. I don't expect that from you. That's why we have different styles. I'm from Connecticut. Mm. I'm a little buttoned up. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessarily a good thing. It just is what it is. It yeah. is what it is. I oh, like sex. i sex positive. We have different smut styles. Indeed. Every smut style is worthy. No smut shaming. No smut shaming. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh,
2: alrighty. Here we
1: go. Here
2: we go. Off we go into the alrighty. world of smut. Smut, smut, smut.
1: <laughs> Before Hermione and Wingardium Leviosa, there was Sabrina, just a normal half-witch, half-human living with her two aunts and trying to balance a social life and magical powers with the help of her cat sidekick, Salem. Sabrina struggles to master her magical abilities hide her powers from her mortal friends and boyfriend Harvey, and generally deal with being a teenager, which everyone knows sucks even if you're not a witch. Though the most famous version, or at least the one we millennials know best, is the TGIF sitcom with Melissa Joan Hart, Sabrina actually started as a comic book in the same universe as the Archie comics. There was also a 1970s animated show, a series of paperback novels, and most recently the decidedly darker and satanier Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. To be honest, we like the new version a lot, although we definitely miss Salem being a talking cat puppet. Hi, Liz. Hi, Kate. Uh,
2: it's so good to see your face.
1: Oh, uh, yours too. Thank you. Um, yeah, so we have like big life updates. Tiny uh-huh, Army. Tiny um, Army. Um, so I moved to Philadelphia.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would say that it was a big mistake, but then I am here in Philadelphia visiting her and I get it. Yeah. I understand.
1: Life's just a little bit slower in Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <He just laughs> I don't know. Said Jimmy Stewart, who apparently still lives here, and just walked in this room.
1: <laughs> that wasn't Jimmy. No, Jimmy Stewart's like, oh, no, 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 life's just a little oh. bit slower. Oh, I don't I guess know who you're I was right. doing. You were doing like just a, like a country gentleman.
2: You were doing like like Garrison um, Keillor is what you were doing in my yeah, mind. That, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, sure, that's sure, sure, sure. Like um, a
1: southern-accented Garrison Keillor. He probably Keeler. does live here. I don't know where oh, Garrison right. Keillor lives. Minnesota, I think. Uh, Wasn't that his whole thing? Oh, right. Wow. Know. He's been banished from public life. Philly Hashtag
2: me is, too. Philly has inf- oh, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> Philly's infiltrated my mind and this made me useless. So, yeah, But nicer. Nicer be- because everything is so chill and relaxed. Yeah.
1: Here. There's just people LARPing in the park. Oh, my God. LARPing at the yeah. coffee shops. Yeah. Everyone I've, says
2: hello. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful day. How are you doing? And then they like
1: thank you for your conversation afterwards. They're like, okay, thanks. Bye. And yeah. Yeah. You know, like, wh- wh- oh.
2: Thank you uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, as a yeah as a Brooklyn liver myself, uh, that's very uncomfortable for me to be have people be friendly to me all the time so uh, it's a thank lot you of getting used to No thank you Philly, mm, but I, I appreciate everything you've done. yes yeah, so, so uh, well you know what's really appropriate about me coming to Philly and mm-hmm. recording this episode is that we are literally in your bedroom. We are on your bed We're on the bed too. Read some. some- Smart. Smart. Some erotic it's A little bit of erotica. Yes. Uh, it's sexy. It's hot. We, we loved it. We went... We should, before I guess we get into what my story is about and some of the details, we can talk about how we wrote the erotica physically
1: together. Yes. We, yes. across that, just like every once in a while, looking up and glancing deeply into one another's eyes. Yeah, no, was, we hated it. You and right, I we hate. hated it. was it. terrible. Guys, <laughs> it was really embarrassing.
2: Because we were writing um, in public at the University of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, Starbucks.
1: We co-opted a, a Starbucks. It's actually mm-hmm. like part of the UPenn campus and mm-hmm. we snuck in there. We were not students. I think it's, I think they didn't I'm check. I think it's, public. it's a Starbucks, <laughs> um, but we were surrounded by children. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, I don't remember being that young when I was in college. They must've lowered the age. <laughs> yeah. So we very publicly wrote smutty fan fiction. Yeah. Um, Which I
2: loved. There was like an exhibitionist quality. Yeah,
1: you know, a little bit of a thrill. A little thrill to this. So we really added, I mean, we are. We made this whole experience as erotic as we possibly could. Yes, we
2: are some spicy 30-year-olds, let me tell you. We
1: really are. (laughs) Um, And, you know, as was expected, I was very embarrassed by the whole. I'm still, I'm going to be so embarrassed You were were bright red while we were. Yeah,
2: I was. Also, I'm, I legitimately kept closing my computer because I was concerned someone was reading over my shoulder. Yeah, so
1: I will. Have, I was surprised at how self conscious it made you. I knew it was going to make me self conscious. Well, I, to be
2: fair, well, as we when we get into my fan fiction, you might see why oh, why I'm I was so feeling <laughs> self conscious because I went there. I got risque. I was like, what are the teen fan fiction writers uh, of smut and slash fic not doing? I'm going to do that. Okay, so I mean that's not entirely true. I basically wrote a guy on guy f- uh, erotic fan fiction, and there are so many of those online. So it's not like I'm um, not adding to a pile of something that is abundant. But no, that's
1: fair. I added some flair. <laughs> so <laughs> amazing! I went in the op. My fan. Well, we'll we'll see. Mm-hmm. When we, when we read mine, mine's very team. I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, it's uh, very, it's a very Liz appropriate. Oh. Fan fiction. We
2: bring, we bring different energies. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, let's all turn off the lights and have sex, but pretend we don't have bodies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, that's. Um, if, if only
2: we could have sex with just our minds.
1: Um, that would be perfect. That would be so. We're uh, like, you know, with the, what's that bad movie where they have sex by like plugging their hair into a tree. Oh, uh, Avatar. Avatar. (laughs) I wouldn't hate that. If I could just plug my hair into somebody else's hair and have an orgasm, I'd be like, that was great. Nobody has to be naked. (laughs) (laughs) That's really...
2: That's uh, Connecticut.
1: Because I... Yeah, Irish Catholic. I wasn't even raised Catholic. I think there's just enough of it in my blood. (laughs) Well, speaking
2: of New England Mm -hmm. and puritanicalism. Oh, yes. We, uh, this week, as you already know, are doing Sabrina. Um, and you and I basically were both like, okay, we could watch the old Melissa Joan Hart show. Yeah. Right.
1: Is it Melissa? It is Melissa Joan Hart. God bless her. Or
2: we could read the comic books, which I did. I started reading the chilling adventures of Sabrina, the new comic book reboot. Or we could watch the Netflix show. Then you and I both have Netflix. We love it. So much easier. (laughs) We have time to kill. So we both, I think, in the last couple of weeks, powered through the two seasons of Netflix. Uh,
1: so I had actually already watched. I watched the first season when it came out. Oh. Because uh, there's nothing I love more than you know, angsty YA with magic, I right. guess. Right. Okay. Um, but I was super excited that the second series dropped before we got to writing this fanfiction. Yeah.
2: Because the second season does get wild. It gets wild. Yeah. It's very. It's a great series. I really love it. It's really. I it's, it to everyone.
1: Every, it's the intersection of nerd culture and like kind of angry feminism mm-hmm. that makes me so joyful. Mm-hmm. It's so it's good. It's well written. The, here's the thing that I will say that I really like about fantasy movies and TV shows that yeah. focus mostly on kids mm-hmm. but have like very prominent adult. Roles, yeah. The actors that they get for those, it's like the, every adult in Harry Potter, right? Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, every adult in Sabrina mm-hmm. is such a fucking good actor, yeah, and you're they right. have to be because what they're doing is kind of silly, yeah. But they play it so straight, yeah. Her aunts Hilda and Zelda are amazing, yeah. Uh, Father Blackwood, the oh, head of the school and so high good. priest, he's great. I I
2: think part of that has to do with like, okay, we're dealing with. Young inexperienced actors. Let's. I don't know if it's a conscious choice to like provide them with acting role models so that it ups their game, or if it's like we have to balance out this bad acting with. Although the main character Sabrina is not a bad actress, no, she's infuriating as a character, but she's yes. not a bad actress. She's very irritating as a character, and I so, think the um
1: the women who play the weird sisters. The weird sisters. I mean, they're obviously phenomenal. in their twenties. Like they're not kids. Yes, yes they're yes, very yes. clearly older. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. But all of the younger actors, you know, like Harvey and her friends from school. Yeah. They're like not amazing, but they're all they're it's a solid good. cast. Yeah, it is. I I very much
2: enjoy it. And it's funny that it didn't, apparently the history of the show that you were telling me is it was supposed to be complimentary to Riverdale.
1: Mm-hmm. It's the same producers. Yeah. yeah.
2: And it didn't get picked up. And then Netflix was like, well, we're, we're taking everything right now. Oh, I love so Netflix. So we'll just like eat your garbage. There and we is love no it. end to the money we have. Ugh, I love Netflix because they bring us content that we would be dropped that yeah. is otherwise really awesome. And
1: oftentimes that's content that feature, features like strong female leads or people Feminate. of color. Yeah. The people who make them tend to be people who don't have yeah. the same kind of access to network and cable tv
2: yeah i mean there's a there's a trans character on this show there's there's not even a question of bisexuality all of the witches just like fuck everybody yeah they're like this is this is our culture free love and multiple partners Mm -hmm. and who cares um uh, yeah that would not pass on the cw and
1: i really like that they don't like they have discussions about it too like i know but it's
2: not like shocking
1: right but They're it's talking very much about like it
2: matter of fact The way
1: that kids deal with their sexuality in this show mm-hmm. is very, like, above board. Yeah, I love it. Um, which I really, I just, I like that a lot. Yeah, and it also, too. it is probably the best treatment of a character who makes a transition during the show. Like, you know yeah. the character as Susie in the first season, and mm-hmm. then, like, an episode or two into the second season, mm-hmm. he says to his friends, you know, I'm Theo now. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's lovely, because I think it's very true to the way that, like, Gen Y treats sexuality where they're like, okay. Yeah. Um, Like, some people have some questions. He gets a little bit bullied, but generally, like, among his friends, they're like, cool. And then, Hmm. you know, you get a scene, a really lovely scene with the dad. Mm -hmm. But it just, the way that they did it very matter of factly Mm -hmm. was really. I think unusual. They bring in bullying, but it's not
2: like a PSA after school special. They right. they do bullying in a way that's like, this is a factor of my life, but it doesn't define my entire exos- existence. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. Um, I mean, and speaking of LGBT representation, I decided to pick a character who's really hot, mm-hmm. of age, uh, and has sex. He's like pansexual. He's like, I'm talking about ambrose spellman hell yeah hell yeah um i wanted to pick (laughs) not a teenager Uh
1: and despite (laughs) the fact
2: that he like affiliates himself with all of the students at the high school he is like hundreds of years old yes because he's been trapped in the spoiler alerts (laughs) um obviously again why would you be listening if you didn't want spoilers but um, Ambrose Spellman is like trapped in the Spellman house for 75 years at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and then before that, he has like a long career uh, in history based on his wiki and also from watching the show. Right. Um, he got in trouble originally for trying to burn down the Vatican, I
1: think. I think blow up the Vatican. Or blow up
2: the Vatican. Yeah. He um, was in with Alistair I actually, Crowley.
1: I have questions about sure. why a bunch of Satan worshiping witches would care if somebody blew up the Vatican.
2: Well, they have an anti-pope, so maybe it's just like a religious war.
1: Oh, maybe. But wouldn't they be know. like cool points in the war?
2: oh why would he be punished yeah that was my um, question I don't know it
1: seems like something they'd be like kind of on board with uh,
2: maybe there's it's like uh, you know much like uh, vampires and true blood it's like a delicate balance of like we have to keep okay, the mortals yeah. unaware of us that and also happy mm-hmm. you know and if you're blowing up the Vatican in the name of Satan the mortals are gonna notice yeah that you're around you yeah know? that makes sense so okay, that answers my question um, but he also apparently had a history of running running around with Aleister Crowley mm-hmm. so well known own weird Wiccan from the, I think early nineteen hundreds, and like essentially participated probably in a just, sex cult. Yeah, you know? that I was gonna
1: say pretty much just the leader of a sex cult. If yeah, being honest. Uh,
2: but and and also is accredited for teaching Houdini stage magic,
1: mm. which
2: is a storyline that I wanted to explore,
1: and rightfully so. So I was like,
2: um, okay. Ambrose is, uh, presumably, teaching mm-hmm. Houdini stage magic, and in Coney Island during the 1980s or 1890s. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, the 1890s. It's like vaudevillean. You know, there's all these brand new like beach resorts. It's it's the new America, post industrial revolution. Like I just, it, you know, must have been like a hyper exciting time. They had yeah, the freak what a time shows, to be in alive. the circus, and they had like, you know, uh, it just. I was like, this seems. Incredible. Um, And then you have this warlock wandering around just causing havoc. And I was like, this is hot. This is hot to me in my brain. It was hot. I was like listening to um, I think like Bessie Smith and Louis Armstrong and just like feeling the joy of that time period and how hot it would be. despite the fact that it was during a time where, like, women weren't allowed to show their ankles. Sexy, it's sexy.
1: Oh, uh, Kate is so worked up right now, Tiny Army. <laughs> I was worked up yesterday at Starbucks writing it.
2: But I had a lot of fun researching Coney Island during this time and, like, looking at pictures of, like, the original roller coasters and, and the scandal because there was a lot of, like, you know, not necessarily mafia involvement, but like crime and, you know, it's New York.
1: Yeah. So
2: a lot of like immigrants, just the influx of immigrants at the time. So the influx mm-hmm. of culture and, and like huge expansion in New York. Anyway, um, so that is what my story is about. Um, and that's really all you need to know other than a few other like small historical things about the time period in Houdini, which I'll stop and explain. Um, and possibly about Ambrose. Like it's this is just like a fun one-off romp. That um, should turn all of our listeners on. So yeah. <laughs> if, if, if you're somewhere in public, like, be careful with yourself. Yeah. You know, is, you know be nice don't cross
1: any streets while you're listening to this on your headphones. Like, so just be, you know, yeah. it's going to distract you. All right.
2: Liz, are you ready for, one, my British accent, and two, a hot, hot story?
1: Oh, man, I'm so except, but, like, both of those things are sexy. Oh, I forgot one very important thing. Okay.
2: So in Coney Island... Built in the eighteen nineties, was this building called the Ellen? The wait, the Elephantine Colossus. It was a seven foot tall elephant. Basically, like the elephant in Moulin Rouge, uh-huh. the Baz Luhrmann movie, it was an elephant that had in one leg was a museum. Part of it was a concert hall. Part of it was like a freak show. Wait,
1: not seven feet tall, but 70 feet tall? Sorry.
2: Seven stories tall.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so wait, then, You're wait. like, a seven
2: foot tall elephant is not that That's impressive.
1: Not that <laughs> <laughs> no, You can't put a concert seven, hall in there. <laughs> a
2: seven story tall, massive wow. elephant <laughs> building.
1: Who the fuck knocked that down?
2: I want to know. Well, we're going to get into what happens to it. But um, anyway, it had, and a lot of it was a brothel. Right. Which is very cool, right, right, right? Right, right, right? But it but it basically was just like the epicenter of like that the the like weird freak culture that was surrounding um, Coney Island at the time, and it was also notably the first thing that immigrants would see before even the Statue of Liberty because it was on the beach.
1: That's amazing. It had
2: observatories in the eyes. It had an amusement bazaar. It was right next to this massive roller coaster. It's, it's insane. It was just like a an elephant with like draped like stuff over it. And
1: can you imagine? You would like you've been sailing for weeks. You finally like see the shores of America and the first thing you see is an elephant brothel and you're like maybe we should just go home <laughs> I right like
2: that is so But no but that's so American this is a weird
1: place it's so American and I kind of explore that because
2: I got so excited discovering this thing oh, that existed that is, yeah um, talk about a piece of Americana I mean I honestly yes okay so let's get into my sexy sexy story
1: yes
2: um, I'm gonna do it in a British my best Ambrose British accent that I can okay <clears throat> They truly appreciated whimsy on this gaudy, cluttered island. The carousel lights switched on as I passed them. Then the lamp lights, bursting with hot wattage, right as I became close enough to be illuminated in their yellow hum of light. Carnival and amusement workers, perhaps, noting the time and the dusky red sky. But then there was so much energy evoking from me, it could have been merely the wiring's hapless answer to my presence. We were all getting used to electricity still, mortals and witches alike. The enamel horses of the carousel, covered in their stationary finery, rose and fell with each of my footsteps, singing their three-toned tune with my heartbeat. Eric was waiting for me, possibly still sitting between the offer that I'd made to him and his doubt. Or maybe he had finally decided and was ready to greet me with a loaded pistol or a smile, I didn't know. Something about the swirl of the horse round the carousel and the women in skirts draped over them gave me the idea, the aura, that Eric, or the great, mysterious Harry Houdini, would take me up on my promise. That the air on this hot summer night was about to be singed with just more than electricity.
1: What a sexy, witchy start. I was <laughs> so excited. Yeah,
2: I mean, he's... Ambrose has such, like, a like a vibe to him. He has a cat energy. Yeah, and I was trying to, like, bring that mm-hmm. cat No, cat you're energy. doing
1: a great job. Okay.
2: Ambrose, darling. A soft, cooing voice came from a small storefront as I passed by. I turned to see her, mousy with a pointed nose, soft curls cut in a stylish bob. Too short for the British society I had so recently left, but so clearly and refreshingly American. There she stood, smiling at me, between a rack of silk scarves and children's toys. Bess, you're an angel in the twilight. What are you lifting now, I said as I strode to her, giving a sneaky glance to the storekeeper. Oh, I never, you cad. What kind of girl do you take me for? she said as I saw her gracefully push the corner of a velvety purple fabric into her skirt's pockets. Back to the Colossus again, she asked, motioning to the imposing beast of a building at the end of the avenue. You score me, Bess, I laughed, scooping her up by the elbow to lead her down the street, us both tipping our heads to the oblivious storekeeper. Besides, I'm afraid I must give Gertrude and Irene the night off from what I've heard, you've plumb worn them out for their other customers, to the point where Augustus is a bit angry about it. I'd be careful having a drink near him for a bit, she said, unfazed by our closeness or the subject matter. For a proper and somewhat chaste woman, Bess was extremely pleasant company. I could see why Eric was so fond of her. Bess is also Harry Houdini's wife. I'm just throwing that out here. Oh! Yeah. Um... "'No, I'm off to work out that new act, our Harry is so.' I paused, watching the lamps that shone on the rocking horse ride flicker and buzz in our wake, something I hoped Bess wouldn't notice, as I did, and finished. "'Well, honestly, he's just obsessed with it, isn't he?' She, in fact, did not notice the lights or strange stares that we were receiving from tourists. Bess seemed affixed to me alone, her hand pressing heavily on my forearm.' My gut enjoyed it, but my mind knew that this was a warning, that my mood was showing on the outside while I was trying to keep it on the inside. It didn't help that this was all happening during Litha, where sun demons were wild and beach magic was most potent, another element I have to keep an eye out for, attracting from my general disposition. But I just couldn't help myself, could I? I was in love as much in love as a warlock in America could be. In love with the country, the possibilities, the music, the vaudeville, the novelty and enthusiasm surrounding this child of a society, petulant and bursting with desire for more. And with Eric, of course, but I was truly having a hard time separating the two. And I was going to surely experience both as much as I could all at once. (laughs) <laughs> I know, it's going to get only sexier, so just... Uh, <laughs> I'm already giggly. <laughs> I'm so happy. its I am uncomfortable with how much my own voice uh, is turning me on. <laughs> 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 just because it's like, I could be like British and hot, I'm thinking, yeah. in my mind. If I ever wanted to change my, my whole
1: personality... <laughs> just go for <laughs> a hot British? I could maybe be British and hot. Well, if you can't uh, turn yourself <laughs> on, you know? <laughs> okay, okay, okay.
2: Yes, he is just a gad over his new trick. It doesn't seem nearly as dangerous as those diving horse performers, but he did just teach himself how to swim. She laughed at herself again, throwing her curls back and enjoying the thought. When he gets his mind to something, there's nothing to keep him from it. I know the feeling, I replied. Mhm. 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 As Bess wandered off to the hotel with plans to sneak a few jokes, drinks, and watches off Wall Street men enjoying the beach weekend, I set off to the right leg of the Colossus. Taller than Parliament, the elephant's eyes glowed watching me as I walked to the foot of it. She was protecting rounds of debauchery and bohem within her and I couldn't help but give her a kiss to the cement skin before entering each time, built by man, but I knew she must have somehow been blessed by the Dark Lord, if not one of his lesser deities. I could have sworn I smelled the sweet, elegant scent of brimstone the first time I entered the Colossus, and instantly I knew it would be home for me on this side of the pond. I tripped the hidden door behind red heavy curtains in the entrance hall and climbed the tiny iron spiral staircase squeezed between the exterior and wooden wall frames. At the bottom of the stairs and through an oblong door was the entrance to his studio in the tusk. The tip of it being where Eric stored his chains, straight jackets, trick boxes, mirrors, and cages of white doves. The broadest segment of the husk was where was layered with platforms, stairs leading up and down, tables of woodworking tools and wires, one of which was where Eric sat, wearing magnifying glasses over his eyes as he looked at the inner gears of a lock and across from the door where I entered, where I removed my own long silk coat made for the hot summer days. "'You will help me, Ambrose,' he said suddenly, removing his glasses and sitting up. He glared at me straight in the face, almost defiantly. It made my stomach jump at how handsome he looked.' serious and barely blinking i hoped his intensity translated more than just to his work in illusions and stunts i see you have thought this all over them i answered pulling up a chair next to him i didn't need to for long he said not taking his eyes off me <laughs> the giggles are too much <laughs> okay <clears throat> oh. ah, 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 ah. settle down kate sorry <laughs> it's just gonna get soaked i can't even contain myself okay he said not taking his eyes off me i will be the greatest magician and illusionist alive i'll do whatever it takes
0: <laughs>
1: franklin's also very excited franklin about this story is, franklin is hot for this story
2: <laughs> i'll do whatever it takes i swear the dog lord's hot putrid breath poured onto the back of my neck in that moment. It won't take that much, Eric, I said, hanging an arm over my chair, trying to ward off the swirl of dark energy that was building in my chest and my stomach and my spirit. Harry, he said. If I'm giving up my soul, I'll give up my Judaic name as well. (laughs) I laughed at him, Heartily, even as I tried to keep myself from it, knowing that it might embarrass him. Oh, hell on earth, you won't have to give up your soul. I put a hand to my chest in genuine joy at his response and finished with, Harry, it's just a bit of glamour and distraction. It's not like it's necromancy. The next look he gave me unnerved me, and I realized that I should keep a bit more tight-lipped on some of my knowledge. I had settled on sharing my talent with this intriguing and notably sexy mortal, but opening up too much of the dark realm would, well, leave very little of him left for me to enjoy. My previous mentors always did say I was selfish in the end. Then what will it take, he asked, leaning closer, the smell of coffee and shirt starch reaching my nose and making my body react to it. I wondered if he knew what he was doing and how it affected me. (laughs) It only gets worse, okay? Here we go. Uh, 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 uh. I didn't allow myself to flinch as not to give it away, just in case, but I did smile at him and said, it's a transference of natural abilities, either from a simple creature, a goldfish from a carnival game booth perhaps, or if you'd like a water nymph. His eyes widened. I was only opening the door to my world just a little bit at a time, but with each centimeter I absolutely loved his reaction. Unlike most mortals who would recoil, recoil hide, possibly condemn the presence of magic in the occult, Harry fell into it face first, willingly, and trying to breathe in every bit. I'm really throwing my acting in here. That's okay. You're doing great. Thank you. The minute I'd hinted weeks ago that it was real, he changed, turning away from sleight of hand cards and becoming hungrier for the possibilities of illusion. And I gleaned, becoming hungrier for me and what I had to offer. How? When? He asked and I could see his shoulders tighten underneath the creased white shirt he wore, lean and stretching against the thin formal suspenders. He also wore when performing. Well, actually, tonight is rife with magic. It is Lith, after all. Which, as you know, is a holiday of... Yes, he said simply. He must have been reading on the pieces of my world that I had told him about. And it's also convenient that the mortals, uh, locals, are setting bonfires up and down the beach. The fires will bring out all the right spirits to help us. We could siphon off a little energy without any of them noticing and pass it on to our task. I stood up just to give myself a break from his stare and focus on my simple set at hand. I'll need candles, chalk, kelp, the entrails of a sea turtle... I looked over at him. He continued to watch me, unmoving. And I guess some rum. He picked up his short coat and shoved his arms in, then darted to the door. I'll be back shortly. Then he was gone. Okay, here's it. Here it is. Here, here Are we? Is this? this is what? it happening?
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just want you to know that. I affirmatively consent to what's coming next. <laughs> it's, it's, it might surprise
2: you. Um, let me know. If we, do we need a safe word? I think um, safe word should be like, uh, I don't know. What do you want? What's your safe word uh, that you need to tell me to stop?
1: <laughs> Pick whatever. My safe word is race car, just for the record. That's a good safe word. It's a palindrome. It's a palindrome. Yep love a palindrome i'm gonna go with socks because that's the first thing i saw when i looked okay all right guys if you hear socks we have to stop it's it's too much for liz (laughs) okay
2: here it comes covered in thick coagulated blood and dark green kelp laying naked surrounded by black lit candles Twitching from the surge of power pulsing between us, Harry Houdini was possibly the sexiest man I'd ever seen.
1: I don't hate it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Reptile as a bridge to the seas, borrowed breath to live beneath with ease, shape his skin to hide the secret to fuel the righteous crowd's appeasement. I wrote a spell!
1: Oh my god, i was so happy. <laughs> I wrote a spell. You wrote a spell.
2: I am a witch. That's uh, true. You know that about me. I am a I witch. I do know that. I am surely a witch. Okay. <clears throat> a gust of hot salty wind circled inside the tusk, which had no windows or light save for the candles. The skin between my toes itched as I sensed the change within him, and my hands grew warm as I led the spell to finish. The rest of my body grew separate from the spell and instead, from the sight of him, splayed out and filled with evil, desecrated energy and and tightened all over, which really showed off the abs that he had trained to take punches and cannonballs. I couldn't help but feel like he was a blood-wrapped gift from the Dark Lord. The wind died down and the glow of the candles dimmed a bit as the spell finished out we were both heaving from the process, my own chest rising and falling with beat in beat with his, my heart racing in my ears I wondered before looking if the rest of his body matched my own when I glanced down and saw that it did, I looked up again quickly at his face, this time holding my breath to see him staring at me again that deep, insane stare of a man who ran into death in order to show it that he was more powerful and could trick it away. Are you okay over there? Oh, I'm good.
1: (laughs) Go on.
2: (laughs) I don't know how long we were still in our positions after the spell finished or who moved first, but all at once we were on each other like a spark. I was naked as well, rolling in the puddle of turtle blood that he was laying in, pulling him on top of me. He bit me, which I don't think he could have helped given the air of the room, and I growled when he did.
1: (laughs) Are you getting embarrassed? I'm so embarrassed. Because this is like
2: very hot and gross and I just okay, we're just I didn't wanna say dick in the story, but like it's implied there are dicks. Okay. I'm just, we're just two ladies two alluding dicks, to dicks. Just, just two <laughs> ladies here in this room talking about two dicks that are from hot places and I am so I'm like flush. I'm oh, so embarrassed.
1: You're so hot and bothered over there. I don't
2: know why. I It's like, it's not that sexy. I've definitely seen sexier things in my life, but I just, I don't know what it is. It's because it came from my soul and I'm questioning what that means about me.
1: Okay. Well, I also think there are times when like alluding to sexiness is like sexier than just like. Yes. It would be. It's actually a lot easier mood. for me to
2: be like, he grabbed his dick than to read what I'm about
1: yeah. to <laughs> <laughs> just stuck his dick in me. You're like, oh, that's not sexy.
2: Not exactly, uh, exactly. Okay, 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 okay. All
1: right, let me know if you need a break.
2: No, 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 I'm okay. going to finish. I need to finish. Right, you got it.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. I reached down his torso to grab him. He pulled back. Ooh. Frankie does not Franklin like gay sex. Franklin
1: bothered. Or he does. Or he loves it. Who knows? And this is his cheerful energy. He's like, sex, yeah, yeah, pride, everybody. Mm. Bodies are great.
2: (laughs) Okay, it's almost done. It's not long in this world. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I reached down his torso to grab him. He pulled back and locked eyes with me as I touched him. He didn't direct or demand, but I couldn't help feel compelled, given into exactly what he wanted from me. As much as I would hate to admit it, I was the plaything that night, the trick to conquer. Ooh. We slipped between each other, unconcerned with the paste being left on our back and chests from the blood and chalk rubbing, chalk rubbing off from the slick wood floor. Our breath moved together. At one point, his exhale matched with a moan directly into my ear, and I swear I only saw red while I yelled out to match him as we finished uncertain of time, place, realm. I swear I could smell Satan nearby. The fire that he'd left in his wake when he was pleased. It was so intense that I actually started to cough. Harry was gripping my body to his, still full of lust and power, but no longer seeking more. He started to cough as well, and as I... Started to clear myself and regain control of my mind and my powers. I noticed that we were in fact choking on smoke.
1: Uh-oh. Home was kicking candles. <laughs> it's a fire hazard. Yeah. Um, friends. Guys, you know, witchcraft is a fire hazard. And we know candles are very romantic, but don't fuck too near a candle. Don't fuck near
2: candles. Yeah. Yes. You never know what's gonna happen, especially if Satan's around and you're invoking mm-hmm. him. <laughs> Harry leapt up first, his face glowing orange from the reflection of the fire that we had started by knocking over our ritual candles. "Dear Lord," I heard him whisper as he gathered his black tuxedo pants and pants, and threw my own silk robe at me, then reached out and dragged me up off my spot on the floor. We bolted down the stairs, hearing the crackle of the fire reaching the wood framing behind us. We heaved and coughed, breathing in the thick gray smoke until finally we flung aside the curtains and escaped into the night air, cool now compared to the inside of the elephant's leg. We ran down to the beach, our skin feeling the sting of burns that we didn't notice at the start and darted into the cool blue of the ocean. The salt water hurt worse on the burns, but I let myself lie in it, catching my breath, calling on my powers to cleanse my body where I could. I was dizzy with realized desire with power, and with lack of oxygen. I heard a small splash and sat up, squinting at the full moon, reflecting off the ripples of waves around me, but I saw Harry nowhere. I spun around, searching the horizon, looking from one pier to the other in a panic, and then again to the shore, but I saw nothing save for myself in the currents. Bess had mentioned that he had only recently taught himself to swim. Was it possible in the panic in the smoke-filled lungs that he had plunged in, and but then I felt a tickle against my legs. Harry's head popped up in front of me, a foot or so away. It worked, he howled, then dove under the water again, never needing the sea air to breathe, when the new set of gills between his toes had sprouted. I knew he was elated. His final trick... And a simple one of mine would lead him to be the greatest illusionist alive, able to be straight-jacketed and handcuffed underwater for endless periods of time. He'd be possibly the greatest delusionist to ever live. He swam circles around me then, smiling for the first time that I'd seen him, and thanking me again and again and again. I felt proud, of course. We always are of our pets. But then, there she was, my tall, grey queen engulfed in flame and falling into the earth that birthed her. I learned from Gertrude and Irene later that while everyone made it out alive, the deed holder was reluctant to build the elephant colossus again. After all, with magic, there is always a price. The end. The end? Yeah, I guess it wasn't that much sex, but it was It was sexy sex, though. It was hot, Um, and actually the elephant colossus did catch on fire and burn down. So I invented a narrative on how that happened.
1: I mean, I like it. It doesn't surprise me that a structure like that would be very unsafe during that time period.
2: Yeah. Um, And it burned down in 1986, which was when Harry Houdini was doing magic in Coney Island.
1: 1886?
2: Sorry. Yes. 1886. Yeah. It burned down in 1886.
1: Still there in the 80s? No, 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 no. Um, Um, Yeah.
2: Which was also around the time that he married his wife. This all happened like within two or three years. So I was like, how is this kind of beautiful? I like it. Yeah. Anyway, so that was my hot, sexy story. I almost put in here uh, a sentence that was like, uh, turtle blood makes good lube, but I wanted to be classy. You know? I, <laughs> I mean,
1: I think we got the idea. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, yeah. What did you think? Did you enjoy it? I
1: did. Thank you. Um, I'm really proud of it. No, I loved it. Okay, good. I mean, listen, what's not to love about two hot dudes? Just enjoying each other's bodies. While filled with magic. Yeah. And covered in blood. And then starting a fire. I do want to say that I think the way that you wrote it and also the way that the show depicts it in general... Satan's a fucking creep. He is. He's I'm very just much around. About. He's
2: very creepy. He's very jealous and demanding. Yeah, popping um, in,
1: watching people bone. Yeah,
2: I mean, he's got, he's present like in every single one of their conversations. So I wanted to make him present here. But yeah. I do feel like Satan is like pro man on man. Oh, like, for sure. Getting it on. Yeah. So he was really cool
1: with that. I think Satan doesn't discriminate. Not at all. No. Satan's not a prude. No. So I'm happy you enjoyed it. It's going to be so fun. (laughs) It's going to be
2: online for everybody to read and do what you wish. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Take it where
1: you will. I can see why you were a little worried that college students in the Starbucks could see your computer screen. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I didn't use anything. I didn't get super graphic. No, you weren't. It wasn't terribly explicit. Right, exactly. But it was very suggestive.
2: He was extremely suggestive. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I find I saw, we've had this conversation on this podcast before about how saying things like, he grabbed my dick and I sucked it is like not as fun as describing it in a more like, um, like a roundabout, roundabout yeah. way. Yeah, so.
1: Anyway, I'm very uncomfortable, but I loved it. Yeah. I am equally uncomfortable, but I also loved it. <laughs> I'm
2: ready for your story and for you to be uncomfortable. Oh, I'm going to be
1: so uncomfortable. And mine is like yeah, I'm so excited. way less. I mean, it's like sexy, but like not. It, mine is sexy in a very, well, yeah, we'll, we'll, get we'll, there, get we'll get there, guys. We'll get We're there. We're going to get there next, there next week.
2: week. So um, tune in next week for Liz's hot, hot version. In the meantime, hot, enjoy hot. my hot, hot version of uh, Sabrina Smut. Um, uh, and, you know, comment on it. Yeah. Yeah. Go on Wattpad. Go, go on, on Archive Fiction. Yeah.
1: Leave us some notes. Leave us some notes. Tell and us uh, what, y- you know, your safe word is. Yeah. In fan <laughs> and, and while you're leaving notes, it would be super helpful. Oh my God, yes. If you would leave us a little rate and review mm-hmm. on the old iTunes. That would be really great for us. Um, it helps us get discovered. And it does. Don't you want other people
2: to know about to share the joy? this sexy romp? that you just experienced. Tiny
1: Army is recruiting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And we want you. And we want you. Um, Yeah, so please uh, rate and review. Leave us uh, in your review. Tell us if you want to... T- us to write you yeah. a little fanfic we'll write, write you, you a little think. one-shot mm-hmm. smutty fanfic mm-hmm. we'll be really embarrassed about it we'll read it aloud
2: <laughs> just flush at a starbucks but write it for
1: you yeah and then read it aloud we will do that so please yeah. um also tell your friends mm-hmm. word of mouth is really important yeah. especially for a small podcast like yeah. us so a little baby one do you have friends that are dorks
2: oh yeah definitely share this about with them because yeah. you know dorks are freaks yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um,
1: what else, Kate? Where can they find us? Oh, you can
2: find us on all the places online at World Steelers, or you can email us at worldstealerspod at gmail.com. Or you can go to morebanana.com slash worldstealers. Mm -hmm.
1: And check out the other More Banana podcasts while you're there. Oh, my God. There's a lot of them. They're so good. And
2: there are some of them are really sexy. Yeah. So if you liked this, we have got some stuff for you.
1: if you liked this, Kate has another podcast where she talks about porn every week. I know, which is so surprising. I didn't get
2: more graphic because I'm very graphic and there will be porn. (laughs) Uh, I don't have no reservations. But there's something so innocent about what we do. There's a difference, too, between porn and erotica, I think.
1: Uh, Yeah, you're right yeah um, porn is just like let's go all the hog in porn's when you yeah stick yeah. a dick yeah ugh, gross <laughs> and you know fan fiction is when you like touch a member you yeah. know yeah. Oh, that's
2: true <laughs> oh, i just got so creeped out i by know phrase, touch a sorry, sorry 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 <laughs> anyway friends um enthusiastically uh touch your members and discover mm-hmm. yourself while in, in between this week and next yes um and don't forget to hide your kids
1: Hide your world.
2: Hide your genitals this week. Yeah.
1: <laughs> kids, it doesn't feel right to be let's talking kids about kids. Out of there. let's get yeah.
2: <laughs> Hide your generals, hide your
1: world. Yeah. Hydro dicks hide your world. Hydro
0: <laughs> dicks hide your world. <laughs>